Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to another Sunday night in the lab at Paranormal Science. I'm Stan Zurich. And I'm Ed Mac, Daddy Mac Ray. All right, Ed. Thank what do we got new for today? Oh, I think you got a little treat for everybody. You were doing a little uh, well, I research do. here. I to do a little research. Got to keep the listeners happy. Yeah, I'm going to put the research on you one of these days. Uh, well, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know, uh, I'm always willing to participate in yours. But Here's a trivia question for you, and it has nothing to do with the paranormal. Uh-oh. What happened on this date? On this date. Yeah. August 21st, 1911. When my research, this happened to just pop up. August 21st, 1911. Yeah, your birthday. The day you were born? <laughs> Elmer's birthday. Elmer's. It might be Elmer's. Uh, I'm not sure, Stan. Enlighten us, please. The Mona Lisa was stolen in France. I never knew that. I never knew it got stolen in the first place. Well, you know what? Come to think of it, no. I always heard, you know... People talk about the Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa smile, but I never mm-hmm. know the Mona Lisa was stolen. Yeah. Did they f- figure out who stole it? Uh, let's see what it says here. Stolen from the Louvre. An Italian handyman, Vince- Vincinio Prugalagos, decided to steal the 16th century plate after being employed at the Louvre construction Yeah, to construct private glass, some of the museum's most famous works. Yeah, what he did was he was the one putting up the glass to protect them. So he, uh, he took one with him before yeah. putting it behind the glass. Yeah, why not, right? Was that like extra payment for doing a good deal on his uh, glass just, works? Just another d- disgruntled... Uh, Employee? Yeah, hmm. yeah. All right, okay, let me take my glasses off so I can read. I work backwards here. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll start off with news of the weird. News of the weird. Or weird, weird and weak, whatever you want to call it. How about the weirder and tired? That's me. Weird and tired? Hey, you got to slow up. You're an old, you're an old man. I know. I know. 
Okay, before we get too far into this, I can make a couple little announcements here. Uh, don't we have a trip coming up? Yes, we do. We have a bus trip coming up in New York City. Yes, we do, and that's going to be for around the Christmas time, my favorite mm-hmm. time of year. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to go there. You'll see the lights. You'll see the Christmas tree lit up out there. And you know what? There's going to be guest star appearances by Stan Zurich and The Hawk. And Ed McDaddy. Oh, I, that's right. I'll be there. Yeah, you'll be there. You'll yeah. see me hiding around the Christmas you'll tree. You'll be sleeping all the way out. I don't know about sleep. <laughs> I'll probably be yapping my trap, but yeah, uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to that tree being lit. If anybody is, tickets are already on sale on uh, our website, www.eastcoastparacon.com. Go there. You can buy the tickets now early if you want to get them. Yes, get them now before they're gone. That's right. Been a, lot, a lot of good showings for those trips. We have a great time. A year or so ago, we overbooked. We had to buy another bus. Yeah. That, and then uh, we were lucky we got that bus. That was a last-minute deal, too. You guys yeah. lucked out getting that. Yeah, Joe. That was, we were lucky on that. But it's a good time. They need to go to New York City with the East Coast Paracon. Mm-hmm. Yep, they do. And it's nothing paranormal. So if any, it's just a trip to New York City. No, it's a good time to, enjoy to see the city. Yeah, yeah, last year we had a great time. The year before was my first time. It was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a really good time. I mean, I can't say more than that. I was, I was never a person for the city. But going there at Christmas time, I mean, it changed change the way I think. You know, it's, it's a nice place to go. And to be on that trip at Christmas time, I can't say enough of my favorite holiday. Yeah, it is. It's the best holiday. See everything there yeah, in New York. Yeah. Okay, also, as far as the Paracon goes, last year we had not many complaints, but one we did was the rooms are too far apart. Yes, they were. Well, we didn't have much say in that last year at all. No, this we year, we have three rooms, and they're all right next to each other. All side by side. Side by side, right in front of the stage. So, I mean, everything is centrally located. Yes. Yep, buy one ticket, get everything. Get all three rooms for That's the same right. price. That's right. See all different types of people. See all different types of things. Psychics, numerologists, cryptozoologists. There's something for everybody there. Yeah. And even lolly lollies. Lila's yes. lollies. Lila's lollies, You like, yes. like lollipops? There's somebody there. They you last like a long time, too. Mm, they're great and they taste great. Great flavor to them. Last yeah. a long time. And also, there's a fashion show. That's right this year. There is. Yeah. That's new for us. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, what uh, es- escapes me again? What is it? Paranormal Fashions or? Uh, fashion Paranormal Magazine is there putting you go. it on. I had a little backwards. Yeah, but, man, they're was... sponsoring it. And uh, we're getting a lot of people asking us, you know, what do we have to do in that? We have nothing to do with it. No, they're just going to be there. They're, they're going to be there. They're the ones. They're actually looking for uh, young females from this area. Yes. To go up on the stage with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go to our website. There's a little link right there. You can click on that and go to their website, or there's an email address. You can email the girl that's running it if you think you want to be in this. And she's looking for people 18 to 24 years old, females 18 to 24 years old. Step on up. Get in on the fashion show at the East Coast Paracon. Hey, it may be your entry into something more lucrative if you like that. Could be be a start. That's right, because she has a magazine. You can actually uh, probably... I'm pretty sure she's probably going to be taking pictures. Yeah. So you may actually hit the magazine. You know, if I was just, you know, maybe five years younger, I'd be in on it. <laughs> was that a couple of numbers that I right I almost stand? made a comment, and I figured I'd no. better just not make any comments. <laughs> I'll be good. Okay. Now that we've got all that out of the way. Yeah, we're just moving on. Moving on. Okay. Now, it's the mystery of Pennsylvania's flood visitor, a spooky stranger that predicted disaster, the men in black. Okay. Hmm. Now, I never knew this place existed. It says, overshadowed the forgotten and more disastrous James, uh, Joan, excuse me, Johnstown flood, right? Okay. The Austin Dam flood, dubbed the Austin Horror in newspapers. 
Great tragedy, cost the lives of at least 78 people. All right. And what it is, is there's this big dam they built, and it was built for a, I'm not sure if it was a silk mill or a paper, I think it was a paper manufacturing plant. Okay. And the original contract to build the dam was to make it 30 feet thick. Wow. Somehow the budget cuts and everything, they only made it 20. Ah. Yeah. You can see where this is going. Yeah, right. 10 feet, that's a lot of concrete <laughs> yes, to it uh, is. throw to the side there. Well, budget cuts. Mm-hmm. So they built the dam. And uh, around the same time they built the dam, a strange man showed up in town, all dressed in black. Okay. Black suit, black tie, black hat, black shoes, all in black. The man in black. The man in black, right? We're not talking about Johnny Cash here either. No, we're not. And this guy was quiet, kept to himself. He was seen riding on the train. He was seen on top of the train. On top of the train? On like, top of the like, like, On walk, top of the cars? On top of the cars. He got up there. The railroad had to chase him down a couple of times. Wow. Right? He was there constantly, morning, noon, and night. It's like he never had a place to go to. Wow. He's just a man in black that just hung around. Well, back to the dam. Right after they built it and they started filling it up, mm-hmm. the whole dam moved a few inches. Wow. That much pressure behind it. It started to crack. And little sprouts of water start coming out of it. That's not a good sign. No, it's not. And the people all evacuated, went up on the hill to wait and see what happened, right? Nothing happened. They come back down. I guess they patched the cracks. And they're good for about a year. All right. A year goes by. And, and then a year what? goes by and the big rainstorm comes. Dam gets a little bit more water behind it. A lot more force, weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it broke. Wow. And that was a tragedy. It occurred. 78 people died. 78 people died. But all along, this black man, this man dressed in black mm-hmm. was there. And uh, I guess hindsight from all the people were that he was trying to warn them that something was going on. Yeah. To keep an eye on the dam, keep an eye on the dam. He'd go to the train, take the train to the dam, get people, you know, make sure everybody watched the dam. Immediately after this, the man disappeared. Now, was he one of the 78 that got killed or was he something else? Yeah, I mean, that was was going to be my question. Uh, Mm -hmm. What happened to him after it? Yeah, he's gone. Just disappeared. He just disappeared. And I, I imagine, you know, through the, they knew 78 people died. He was never identified as being one of the deceased, as the 78 people that perished. No, because they knew they had no idea who he was, where he came from. He just up and left and disappeared. Just, yeah, there's no identification, nothing with him. Yeah. Okay, I think that was that was a quick one. Yeah, it was quick, but, you know, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, men in black. We don't know where they're, you know, where they're going to show up, what they are. Uh, you know, I wonder about the famous movie, if that had anything to do with that reverence, you know. Well, this is back in, uh, was it 1889, 1911. 1911, this happened. Boy, that's the same year that I thought. Well, no, I mean the title, if they might have got an idea of the title. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's been around for a long time. Yeah, but I mean, even the people back there referred to him as the man in black. Uh, and, you know, he was around checking and that, and uh, in your research, did he ever come right out and tell people and warn them? That there was a problem with the dam that was going to collapse. and From what I was able to gather, he never spoke. He was just there. He's he was just there, there, showing people, you know, basically showing up at the dam, showing yeah. up here, showing he up was there. like fixated on the dam, mm-hmm. so you think people would start raising an eyebrow. This guy's around, we're having problems, what's up with the dam? Well, you think the people would have took it the other way. I mean, you know, this man caused the problems. This was well, bad luck. True. Yeah. You know, An omen. The bad omen, yeah. 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 Wow. That, that's something there. I've never heard of that, though. I mean, I've heard of the Johnstown flood, but I've never heard of the Austin Horror flood. Never. Well, that's kind of my little bit of research. That's what pops up. Wow. 
Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking here a little bit closer, and that bow, the dam bowed out a 36 feet under the weight of the water with the <laughs> Yeah. That's a lot. And if you look at that last picture, it actually, it's still sort of standing to this day. Big gaping holes in it. Yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, and that thing shifted, like you said, 30-some feet. Now, you realize, look at how high that is. You're talking a mountain of water coming down. I'm surprised that's all, you know, that got killed. Yeah, I mean, it's... 78 people, thank God, only 78 people. Well, that's 78 horrible, reported people. I mean, who knows how many people back in those days just lived true. in, you know. That might not have ever been found. Yeah. Well, and it's a day. You're right. I mean, look at that. I mean, if our viewers could uh, pick that up on the Internet, look at some pictures of it, there is some, you know, remnants of it. Mm -hmm. If anybody wants to follow up what we looked at here, look, just do a little search for Week in Weird, right? Just Google Week in Weird. And uh, there'll be a whole variety of different things coming up, and you can find that one. I mean, you know, just staying on the subject of the man in black, you always hear that reference for UFOs and mm -hmm. everything like that. And, and, you know, just curiosity, where did the term come from and why did it come up? Do you have any idea of that? No, I don't, other than uh, they were all dressed in black. And, That's it. Like the suits, yeah. like the, like the uh, federal agents, you know, that was their... Attire. It's the only thing I can relate it to. Apparently, they don't say much. They're just there. Yeah. Collecting yeah. evidence and everything else. Yeah. All right. Just keep moving along right now. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, what we're going to do is I think we're going to take our break now. We're going to take a break. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about alligators. I like that. I okay. like that. I'm not and, fond of them, but I like alligators. And remember now, listen close to what Elmer says. Yes. Okay. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Mark Kais from Paranormal Science. Did you ever get that feeling like you have a thousand demons tearing at your back? You know the pain. Are you uncomfortable in your own body, like you're possessed with somebody else's torment and suffering? You don't need an exorcist. You need chiropractics. Dedicated to providing the best chiropractic and rehabilitative care possible, chiropractics will get you back into the body you remember. Chiropractics, 569 Pier Street, Kingston, PA. Check them out on the web, getchiropractics.com, T-I-X on the end, or call 570-288-5800 and get back to living. There. Elmer here. Last week's dining at gave away two tickets to the East Coast Paracon at the Marketplace of Steamtown on September 24th. They want me to do it again this week. How should I do it this time? The wife Eleanor said I could have you call in and sing a song. I don't like that one. Let's face it, most of us don't have a voice to sing with. I have to think about this a bit. Talk to you soon. Hello there. Elmer here. Last week's dining at Here. Hey, get away from there. We have an unexpected visitor, Stan. Yeah, I mean, he tried to take my seat. No, that's not going to happen. He's got to sit down. Hmm. He's got to sit down. He's got to be able to take, you know, take over with the rest of us. Oh, yeah. Hey, we've got a little, we'll get him a chair. Let's pull my chair up and let him get the <laughs> mic. Let him run some of this. We'll have to call him in in a few minutes, see if he'll come in. We'll see if he can uh, talk to our listeners a little bit. Did anybody listen to that commercial? I hope they did. And see what they picked up on it. They may need it. At a later time in the show mm, today. Later time in the show. Hmm. Okay, let's get back. Let's see, we talked about the dam breaking and yep. the men in black, which is strange. Yes. 
And that's one we never heard of. And, mm-hmm. well, you, I never heard of it till now. You never heard of it till you were doing your research. Right. right. Now, the next topic we have, it's a little, uh, I guess you could call it paranormal because it's strange. Yeah. It's not ghostly. It's not anything like that paranormal, but it's strange. Yeah. Uh, they're finding alligators in the lower Susquehanna. Alligators in the lower Susquehanna River. Mm-hmm. Now, within Pennsylvania or the Susquehanna? Uh, basically, right where it goes into Chesapeake Bay. So it's, it's Maryland, you know, that area. But still, that's not alligator country. No, it's not. But they're finding out that alligators so far have migrated all the way up as far as North Carolina. They've migrated. Migrated. That, and what they're blaming is uh, if people believe in global warming or if they, you know, you want to call it anything you want to call it. You know, temperatures are going up. Yeah. This is, what, the third warmest uh, summer we ever had. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And these alligators, they're they're migrating. They're coming north. Uh, I can't see them staying here all winter, but it's a start. They're getting in. That was my next question. I mean, do they hibernate in the winter? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Do they go back south? I don't know. Are they just working their way up? And, you know, th- those that make it too far freeze, die off until the next, you know, next year? Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I mean, I had occasion to fish in the Susquehanna River, and I don't really want to see an alligator when they're trying to catch a spawmont or something like that. Well, you know, there was uh, over in uh, Duryea, in mm-hmm. the swamps, Yeah, which is basically water that comes up out of the mines. It's warm water. Yeah. Somebody had turned an alligator loose there a few years ago, and it lived for a while in there. And they also had piranhas in there, from what I understand. Well, I, that's not, you know, I'm from that neck of the woods, and I don't remember that. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. Well, you know the water. It's not. It stays a little warm back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was that was that. The reason I found this was I was look trying to find something new on Sherman. Okay. And uh, do we have another sighting? Not us. There's been sightings down south. Okay. Right, down along where the dams are at, the fiber dams or whatever they have down there. There's been sightings. Well, he's been known to uh, migrate around himself. Well, it could be Chessy. Could be. Or he's meeting up with Chessy. Something we may not never have the answer to, but we can only speculate. Yeah, I mean, literally, these are, if they've been around, they have to, uh, they have to mate. There has to be little Shermans. Little, you would think. Little, I mean, whatever they are. Unless their lifespan is uh, mm-hmm. very, very long. Which I doubt. Well, you figure Nessie, I mean, how long they've been talking about that? Hmm. Long time. Now, we haven't heard any from any fishermen, any money on the, ah, can't even talk today. That's any all right, fishermen? Sunday. Get yeah. ready for Monday, Stan. Get ready for Monday, right. No, we haven't heard of any fishermen or anybody along the river uh, that has seen anything. Or last year we got a call about somebody found a cave that smelled really bad. They thought maybe something was living in it. Hmm. I don't know. We haven't heard. It's been quiet now for a while. That's good and bad. Yeah, but hey, you know, maybe he moved on. Could have been. Mm-hmm. Maybe he, uh, you know, unfortunately these things can die. Yeah. They said no Sherman reports. No, that. Yeah. And I was hoping we'd get something on uh, for the Paracon. Yeah. You know, a picture, anything. Some, you know, set up a little display of that, of, uh, you know, here's some evidence of uh, Sherman. Mm-hmm. And uh, just put that out there and let people read about that, whatever we have. And, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got a call. We've got Mike from Wooksbury. He wants to talk about the global warming alligators. Good evening, guys. Uh, it's a good thing you brought that point up about temperatures rising and going up. You know, about two years ago, uh, in the state of Hawaii, we have an atmospheric laboratory on one of the high peaks there. 
Okay. And the mm-hmm. uh, carbon dioxide levels hit over 400 parts per million for the first time in recorded history. Wow. So, uh, you know, something, it's just basic common, uh, you know, chemistry and physics about CO2 holding uh, the heat in the atmosphere and so forth. But even just just take a look around here, you can start seeing some things that are changing uh, that I noticed. I've been a woodsman all my life. Uh, I see the ticks. I've never seen anything like this with ticks in my entire life. Tell me horrible this year. I used to go, this is only a 20-year thing. I used to, like I said, walk and hike in all the woods, everything around here. And I've never, I didn't even know what a tick looked like. Dogs, we used to, a whole family of us, my grandpa, my grandma, my mother and all, hop in an old Chevy truck and go up on Penobscot right. Mountain picking huckleberries. And you didn't worry about a tick or bug you, nothing? You didn't, no, but oh. I thought, if you took the dog, the dog will get a couple of fleas or something. But, right. you know, even if you shot a rabbit during hunting season, nothing about ticks. Right. Never. I never heard of a tick when I was young. No. Yeah. And, uh, uh, what else is I going to tell you? I noticed, too, around here, like with the oak trees, how how they're changing. The, the red oaks always lose their leaves over the winter. You know, they, like, by December, most of them are gone. Some hold on. But the white oaks would always hold. Their, uh, their 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 leaves on all the time, but now the red oaks are starting to hold the leaves, even right up to the crown, like halfway up the tree. You just drive by a, a big majestic oak, a red oak, and look at it. Just the case in point, like when yeah. you're driving. Look, look this year after the frost knocks most of them off. You'll see the red ones are harboring the, the leaves, right? That means the sap's halfway up mm-hmm. the tree yet, mm-hmm. you know? So, Mike, what do you think of the alligators? Uh... I think that's a, that's a good thing. I, I you know I, I think that uh, everything's going to learn how to adapt. I think we're for a lot of surprises as far as with uh, insects like fire ants, mm-hmm. uh, termites from South America that invaded Louisiana well, years ago. Well, uh, well, even something as small as that mosquito, the Zika virus. Yeah, and how that's about the, yeah. the the Africanized bees? You know, right. they're coming. They've got the large snakes down in Florida now. That you know. Yeah, and everything's out of whack, guys. You know, I'm just telling you. It's, you know, yeah. you, you, you're going to see things that you never, I never seen before. I know I used to see, we used to go out to Lackawaxen fishing a long, long time ago, like uh, for trout. My uncle, my mother's brother used to take us out there along the, on 590, the canal and all that. But the rainy nights coming home from there, there would be hundreds of thousands of salamanders and toads and everything, like just on that road. You don't see that no more. No, they're gone. Yeah, and so, so uh, you know, things things are changing. They are, you know. Well, no more bats, no more butterflies, nothing. They're all gone. Uh, I'm just, I don't know what to make of it, but like I said, with them ticks and all, uh, be very, very careful out in the woods because you don't even know what these things are carrying exactly. as far as viruses go and stuff, like, and viruses constantly mutating everything, you know. Well, you know, I could deal with the ticks with the spray. But I don't know of a spray that wards off an alligator. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I'm just words. telling you, like with the ticks, though, they're, the, they're as big as a poppy seed, the small ones that carry lime. And like I said, you don't even know what else they're carrying either. The upstate New York last year, there's a new hybrid form of lime that popped up near Lake Champlain. Uh, I was on a computer looking. A kid actually went into like entropy. He started curling up, having convulsion. His arms and extremities curled up. And the parents knew he got bit on the butt by a tick. 
And uh, they took him to the doctor and everything after that, and they gave him strong doses of penicillin, and he pulled through. But uh, I'm just telling you, that's, you know, well, things are changing. That's good that he pulled through. Now, I, believe it or not, last January, January, I got bit by a tick. Mm-hmm. And Jan- they should not be out in that time of year. They're, uh, my dog here, uh, and I own about eight, nine acres up here where I live, and I walk, I get that... Uh, the home defense max at permethrin, and like every two years I do it, and I do all the property. And that's why I feel sorry for like people walking the dogs and stuff. You bring them in the house and everything, you know. Don't even know they're on you. Yeah, but uh, that stuff works really good, and it lasts a long time. If you don't get like a lot of rain, like you have to put it on when there's not much rain. And let it really work in there, and, and you know. But I think I really put a big dent in them on the property I own. But it's just a thing. Like I said, hey, you get sick, and the thing of it is, you're getting older, and uh, you know everybody's concerned about medical uh, care costs and insurance and everything. And if you have, uh, you know, you get all these, you know, things start happening, and you put this, this is the icing on the cake, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I gotta say, I work outdoors. And yeah, you gotta be very careful. Believe I had me. two ticks on me in one week. And yeah, I'm saying you're out there, uh, you know, if you're out there cutting grass, working like all day out there doing anything, come home, take a shower. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Get in front of the mirror. Oh, look at yourself. Oh, I, I know a tick check. I enjoy it. Oh, yeah, good so. tick check. Hey, thanks, thanks for calling, Mike. Okay, good right. Appreciate bye. it, Mike. Thanks. Right. Thank you. That is it, though. You know, whether with the globe, with the temperature change, everything like that, it is. You know, everything's out of whack. So with those alligators coming up from the south... Yeah. Hey, we got another call coming in. We got Bob. I, think, I wonder if it's the Bob we know from Wilkesbury. He wants to talk about Men in Black. Let's see. Hello, Bob. Yeah. Hey. Hey, it is Bob. Bob. Okay. I'm good. Yeah, great. Well, I can tell you that the people that popularized the term uh, Men in Black were basically John Keel, and um, he was an author. He wrote a book called um, UFOs Operation. Trojan Horse okay. it was very popular in 1970, and then in 1974 he wrote the Mothman prophecies about the uh, Mothman incident in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And um, between the two of them, that there were some other researchers who were less well known, like Gray Barker also mentioned Men in Black. But the three of them, I guess, together more or less came up with the same term for these. What would happen is people would see a UFO. And then a couple days later, there would be a knock on their door, and there would be a strange-looking person (laughs) dressed in black. Of course. Yeah, who would say, uh, who would ask them all kinds of questions. And people assumed that it was a government person. And yet, very often, the person would would do things that a a normal human wouldn't do. Like, if if they were offered coffee or tea, they they wouldn't know what it was. You could tell that they weren't familiar with it. Wow. And on one occasion, somebody was interviewed with a, by a man in black, and while he was being interviewed, he noticed that there was a wire on the, on the ankle of the person who was interviewing him. Like, not, not a, like wired for sound, but, I mean, wired like that it was a machine of some sort. Oh, like he was plugged into something, oh, charge yeah, up yeah. or something. Yeah. And uh, so between the three of them, between Tim Beckley and John Keel and Gray Barker, the term sort of came into use because it... it, it became apparent that something or somebody was interested in people seeing UFOs 
And it wasn't just the government. There was some sort of bizarre entity which needed a, a term. So it was the men in black. And also, it's worth mentioning in the in the Mothman, or excuse me, the uh, the Mothman prophecies about the what happened in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the bridge collapsed, it's very similar to the story you told. There were men in black seen around town of, uh, it was uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And be, like a couple months, it, it happened in December, but in, say, September, October, November, where people were seeing strange characters dressed in black <laughs> around town in restaurants and things. So They were just out of place. They didn't belong there. Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, <clears throat> As, as the best answer I can give you is there's some source of supposedly inner earth dwellers. Okay. And who they work for, whether it's the government or the aliens, I have no good explanation. Now, just your uh, experience and everything and reading up and doing your research and all that, at any time, did, did these people that came to check up on the UFOs that were the men in black, did they ever identify themselves as being part of a government agency or anything when they were questioning the people? It's very interesting that you would ask that. What they would do is sort of flash a badge. Okay, quickly. And, yes, yeah, and and sort of rattle off a name that sounded official, like federal government inspectors, you know, that sort of a, a sound. But then they were never traceable either. And another thing that they would do, very often you would have this too, they would drive off in a black car with the lights off at night. I mean, you know, things that... No identifying, right. no identifi- and identifiers. That's where it looked yeah, like yeah, pulled away. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so they're 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 part of the UFO phenomena, and that's where the the movie got the title because it it become, you know, a standard synonymous with the FBI, yeah. with the UFOs and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, government agency. That's how they dress the uh, professional but bland look. <laughs> that's what to say. I mean. So this goes all the way back to like 1911, 1930s. These men in black? Oh, yeah, with the dam. Yeah, that yeah. was what, 1911, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, but in UFO lore, it's, it's more common from the 50s, 60s. Okay. Well, I guess maybe they, uh, maybe their time is different than ours. Well, I imagine it's some sort of interdimensional species that um, basically is a, a portent of, of negative events. I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but... Well, a lot of people refer to black events as bad events and everything. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Put, you know, black, black outfit, you know, black oh, event. Okay, Bob. Hey, I'm going to let you go because I got one more call okay. I want to get right. before break. Thank sure. you, Bob. Good okay. talking with you. Right. Whoop! I think I lost him. Oh I think no! I hung up on him. That's my fault. Uh, if you're out there, I'm not sure. I think your name is Bob. Give us a call back. Yep. Okay, that's my fault. Apologies to you, sir, and uh, please call back, and uh, we'd like to talk to you, hear what you have yeah. to say. Yeah, he wanted to talk about Edgar Casey. All right. Yeah. But, all right. Uh, well, I guess we might as well take our break now. We get that out of the way, and then we'll be back in a minute. Homer here again. Guess what those guys are up to now? Besides the East Coast Paracon, they're running a bus trip to New York City on December 17th. For more information on that, go to www.eastcoastparacon.com. That's a long one. I wish they'd get a different name. Warning. This program may contain material that is controversial to some listeners. Spontaneous enlightenment may occur. All right. Welcome back. Uh, Okay. We're going to go to Phil. I think that's who I hung up on before. We're going to take him first. Phil. 
Yeah, I'd like to talk about a clairvoyant Edgar Casey that uh, I first read about in the late 60s, early 70s. Sure, go ahead. And uh, I'm sure you heard of mm-hmm. the Edgar Casey Foundation yeah, in the, Virginia the Beach. Psychic. And the gentleman was a uh, an individual who uh, was able to uh, go into a trance once he knew you, I believe, your address, or he got a letter from you and was able to actually diagnose your physical condition. And he never took a penny from anybody. Uh, He was a very, very, very honorable man. Very generous and honorable. Yes. And uh, I'd like to comment on everything that uh, I heard tonight so far. Excellent. Uh, uh, the, The planet Earth is a living organism. Okay. Because we have an electron, we have an electronic field around us, mm-hmm. and that's why we have an atmosphere. Now Mars, their electronic field around Mars is practically gone. That's why Mars lost its atmosphere. Um, this planet we live on is a living organism, mm-hmm. and mankind has been wiped off this planet in the past. It's 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 nothing to be unexpected that it will happen again. Just when? Now, hopefully not too soon. No, that's it. I'm I don't want to be wiped out. Well, I'm ready right now. <laughs> but but the, uh, another thing about uh, climate change: the Volstok Russian scientist ice cores proved that. Uh, rises in temperature always preceded high levels of CO2. Okay. Okay. Uh, So this business about climate change is a a lot of the, you know, the planet uh, some people are saying is getting warmer. Some people are saying it's been constant for the last 17 years. But like I can go back to this is a living organism. What difference does it make? Really? I'm not sure, but I want to ask you this, too. I just saw on the news about a week or two ago something about the ozone layer where it's pretty much healed back to the way it was uh, 50 or 60 years ago. Well, you got all these girls spraying their hair again, I guess. No, you got you got to be kidding. They I, they outlawed that stuff. Yeah, but it's it's healing itself now. Where the uh, ozone layer supposedly is what it was, you know, fifty oh, years well, ago. Oh, you know, my, it's healthy again. You're yeah, saying? No, yeah. no. You know what I think goes on here? It depends upon what channel or who you listen to. If you listen to one person. The old Arctic Circle, the ice is all shrunk down 50%. You listen to another person, oh, it grew back 50%. Yeah. Well, the scientists went up there last month, and they had to be rescued. They got stuck in the ice. So the ice they, is they, they thought they could get through the, through the summer passage, and they had to get rescued. Hmm. You know? They were going to prove that, uh, that the ice was melting. But they got stuck. But the temperature is still going up, even though it's getting ice up there. I mean, it's a strange world. Follow the money when it comes to everything on this planet. Follow the money. Follow George Soros. Follow the Democratic Party. Follow the money. And you will find what's true and what's false. All but right. I, we still live on a live. We're still on a living organism. We got trees with roots and bugs, and lizards and 
and uh, and uh, <laughs> oh, and that guy in black. Yeah, that was Zorro. Zorro. <laughs> Remember Zorro? Oh, yeah, the old yeah. show. Let me ask you this on your pick on you. You mentioned Mars being with the electronic field around it and everything. Yeah. Do you feel that there was life on that planet at one time and maybe human beings came from Mars to Earth? I believe that uh, there are structures on Mars that we're not being told about. Keeping in, in the black, in the dark, so to say. They're there right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, NASA has clear pictures of them that they're not yeah. releasing. Yeah. NASA has, I believe, a lot of information that they're not releasing. They don't want to cause a widespread panic. That's what it is. They, there are certain, there are uh, certain secrets that our presidents aren't even being made aware of. Uh, Plausible for, deniability. Yeah, for fear of. Uh, that uh, the human race will go crazy, but uh, I, I believe I believe uh, the Bible is a good text. I I, I see it as uh, it's an awesome text. I, I see this, this business about taking the rib of a man and and creating woman as a, as a DNA transfer from possibly from uh, aliens that, that created uh, human beings by, with the DNA. I mean, we can do it now. Mm -hmm. we're, we're working with DNA. And who's to, who's to say that a superior race <coughs> wasn't able to, to use DNA to, to create certain types of beings in the past? Uh, us, us, us. Us humble human beings are are playing with DNA, and how, who are we to say that it was impossible millions and millions of years ago? Yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me of a movie. I, I, I'm an alien movie nut, and they came up with that one a couple of years ago. Or was sort of that where the creator being destroyed himself, went into the water stream, and all life came from. I'm trying to think what it was, and the alien Atlantis. Uh, no, nah, it wasn't Atlantis. I'm trying to think of the name of the movie. It escapes me right now. It wasn't H.R. Geiger uh, that created the alien at the end, but it was uh, like the pre. It's supposed to be like a prequel to Alien, how it started. I forget the name of the movie, but anyway, that's how it started out, where they had like the supreme supreme being alien. He drank this stuff and melted away into the into the water, and his DNA started creating life and everything. So yeah. He, did, did you ever get into Bartholomew Funcanelli? No, I have not. No. He's the he's the most famous alchemist from the mid medieval ages, and uh, everybody thinks that alchemists were these guys that could change lead into gold. But really, alchemists were the first scientists, true scientists. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know that that really. Uh, Try to make science what it is. Okay, Phil, uh, we've got about 10 minutes left in the show, and I do have another caller coming in here. Okay. All Just right. Give us a call back. Thanks nice for talking calling. with you. Zorro. Zorro. Okay. <laughs> have a Bye -bye. good night. All right. If I don't hang up on this guy, let's see. Please don't. Hey, we got Mike from Bloomsburg. 
Hey, gentlemen. Uh, yes. Hey, I really uh, enjoyed that uh, previous caller there. He, he touched on, uh, you know, global warming. Mm-hmm. And before I get into what I really wanted to talk about, I just wanted to say that, you know, in the recent geological history of the world, it's been warmer than it is now, and it's been colder than it is now. It's kind of flip flopping. Right. It's, it's yeah, cyclical. And also, there's been times where, in recent geological history, the... Uh, Earth has been completely ice-free, and it's generally believed that uh, warming actually precedes uh, an ice age before the cool-down. So, you know, I think uh, it's really within the realm of possibility that within our lifetimes, if we live another 25 or 30 years, we could see, you know, what's known as a little ice age where uh, there's, you know, maybe even famines because of the cool-down. So, you know, the scientists, they know that things change. But a lot of times our government wants one theory to be out there for their own benefit. And I just you know, want the people to be aware that it's really worth looking into mm-hmm. about climate change mm-hmm. and being involved. But really what I called it, my wife is with me now. And uh, one other show I was listening to, you guys, you were talking about either an encounter uh, or an abduction near Bloomsburg out by the uh, radar station at Red Rock. And I was wondering if you could just, you know, uh, refresh in my memory and, and expose my wife to it so we could, uh, you know, maybe learn a little bit more about that. And I can hang up and, and listen if that's the case. I really don't have anything to say about it. I just want to hear what you guys can uh, tell us. Hmm. Okay, I don't really recall you know, too much about that. Red Rock up in that area? And you know who our man is that mm-hmm. would have that information. He was on the line earlier. Yeah. We're going to have to... Uh, Defer that to another date here, and we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Actually, I believe it was a guest. It was a guest that you guys had that said uh, what what had happened out there. It wasn't specifically you guys talking about it. It was a a particular guest that called in and talked about that. that. Bob, it may very well. Well, we do have another guy, Mike. I think he calls in about something. That that could have been him as well. Yep. Okay. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate it. And again, I, I urge your listeners, you, you have a bunch of informed people that listen to your show, really check into the cycles. And there's a really good article out there. It's called The Triple Crown of Cooling. Yeah. And what it has to do with is volcanic uh, eruptions, sunspot cycles, and then cycles in the ocean currents that summer as long as 500 years. And when they become in phase, that can lead to cool downs. And if you have uh, volcanic activities like we had in 1992 at Mount Pinatubo that resulted in very extreme uh, cold uh, weather in the northern hemisphere, and if you have the sunspot cycles in a certain cycle, you can have a dramatic cool down within years. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's called the Triple Crown of Cooling, and it's on, uh, boy, oh boy, I can't remember the website, but if you just Google the triple, the triple crown of cooling, your listeners can really learn a lot there. Hey, mm-hmm. I appreciate talking to you guys, and have a good night. You, you too. Thanks. Thank you. Stan, the movie I was referring to earlier was Prometheus. Prometheus. In the beginning, okay. it has that. Hey, yeah, I think we might have a winner here. Let's see. Uh-oh. Hello, Chris. Hello, hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Hi, Stan. Hi, Ed. This Hi. is Chris Cesare. Hey. hey! What's up, sir? All right. I thought, okay, I thought we had a winner for our little contest we had here. Well, I, I don't want Mrs. Roosevelt to do anything yet, so I'm not going to say anything about that. Uh-oh. Uh, okay, so what's going on, Chris? How you been? I just wanted to call in. Let your listeners know that the East Coast Paracon is a tremendous, tremendous event. It's a, a unique environment. You have quality speakers, quality vendors, and they should get their tickets as soon as they can. Oh, oh thanks. Thank That's you. outstanding. Thank you very much, Chris, for that. Get the tickets while you can get them. That's right. And uh, Absolutely. you're going to be there as well, right? 
I believe so. I'll be speaking a little bit about the mm-hmm. effects of an extreme haunting. Outstanding. I had to throw that out there. Let our listeners know that you will be there. Just I wonder how he knows about the effects of an extreme haunting. I don't know. <laughs> Please I'll do tell. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> got to wait for the talk to find out how he knows, right? Yes. Please be but I East Coast Paracon. <laughs> I could tell you, even if I weren't going to be speaking there, people should go. It is a unique event. I travel over the country, and I'm proud to be a part of the event. Good people, good groups. It really is worth your time and money to go down there and check it out. Thank you, thank oh. you, and it is it is our uh, honor to have you there. Oh, definitely, outstanding. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Listening to your show from home. Oh, thanks. Okay, thanks, Chris. You have a good night. Now, good hearing from you. Take care. You okay. too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, that was nice. Chris DeCesare. That was outstanding having Chris call in. I should have recognized the name. I, all I have is Chris. Uh huh. New York. Right, and it said East Coast Paracon. I'm thinking, oh, right, maybe we have a winner here, and I'm thinking, hey, okay. But you know, that, that's awesome. Chris came in. I called in. People come to the, the East Coast Paracon. They're going to meet an outstanding gentleman. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a pleasure and honor to know the man. Very, very nice person. And once you hear about what happened to him, what he went through, you'll be amazed. Yeah, it, it's great yeah. just to meet with him. A, a, excellent person. Yes, he is. Can't thank him enough for calling in, giving us a boost like that. You know, getting people to know how good of a time it was and. He was with us last year. He knows. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It was a yeah. good time with Chris. Yes. Everyone that was there. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't appear we're going to have a winner today. Oh, no. Now, does that mean next week we'll have to double up, or are we just skipping this week? Well, you know, instead of, you know two pairs better than one pair. Mm. Nobody know. knows. Nobody knows the answer to the question. Do you know the answer to the question? Oh, I do, but I'm not going to give it away. Maybe we'll run it next week. But uh, we can't do that, No, 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 no. You know? But anyway, just- Eleanor is going to be a little angry. What, what? What? Who? <laughs> who did you say there? <laughs> Eleanor. Yeah. I wonder who Eleanor is. I don't know. Could that be Elmer's wife? I don't know. Significant there's, other? There's still two or three minutes left for somebody to call. Well, you know what? Well, we threw the towel into it. I, I don't think a, anybody wanted to Yeah, win, nobody wants to talk to us here. No. Well, Chris yeah. did. Mike did. Bob no, did. they don't want to talk to us about Eleanor, though. That, that, well, maybe they wanted to talk to Elmer. <laughs> he was here earlier. Yeah, he'll get on the air one of these days. Uh, he tried. He tried today, and I had to cut him off. What does he have? Well, he kind of has stage fright, maybe, because we yelled at him. He gets yelled at for a lot of stuff. Oh, that's that's just you know. Hey, the guy's what is he like? Three foot nothing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Barely sees over the counter. Born in probably 1911. Hmm. Yeah, he he gets around. He's out there. He claims he's going to be at the Paracon. And he says, people, I'm just kidding about his height, 3 foot 11. I really don't know what his exact height is. But he claims he's going to be at the Paracon. He's going to be looking for people to say hello to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently he's going to be wearing a hat. He said that a few weeks ago. He wants people to come up and say hello to him. So any old guy you see up there with a hat, say hello. It see may be Elmer. It may be Elmer. Yeah, if Elmer's up there early and uh, he's walking around up there and he has a hat on, he said hello, he may give you tickets too. You know what, my, my researcher, and not to get off topic, is doing a little research here in our one car asking about the Red Rock incident. And uh, I got some information here. Shoot, here. go ahead. For next, it was in 1965 up on Red Rock Mountain. Hmm. And uh, I'm thinking, you know what, maybe, I think we should have to do this for next week. We're going to bring this up, maybe get Bob to call us in. All right, we'll that. do some research on that. Yeah, we'll talk okay. about that a little bit and uh, fulfill our caller's uh, question there about 
a little more detail on it. Okay, I hear the music coming up, so you know what that means. Uh, the time flies by as usual. Yeah, yeah. I want to thank all of our callers tonight. It was great hearing from all yes, of you. Yes, thank you. We love it. Okay, well, I'm Stan Zurich. I'm Ed Mac, Daddy Mac Ray. And we'll see you next week. Sleep tight. really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.